Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was talking to one of my friends recently and he's retirement age, his wife has passed and he's in a season now where if I had to try to diagnose it from an outsider's point of view, he's in a season of metamorphosis. And there's something that is amazing about metamorphosis. You take an earthbound fat creature that somehow has within itself the ability to create its own shell for transformation. And then from within the chrysalis, it dissolves into a soup before being refashioned as a lighter, as a a winged creature that is now a heavenly being. I mean, it's unbelievable, really, that you take this worm-like fatness that then becomes this airy, bright, beautiful, colorful creature. So he's in that place of being the, as I would call it, the metamorphosis soup. (laughs) Oh, not necessarily fun to be fully dissolved, but oftentimes a needed step in the process of coming out in the new thing. One of the Uh, I don't know if you would say this as a task that the Lord has given him, but one of the things that he's been wrestling through is Psalm 16. And this is a beautiful psalm for those of us who are in a season where we have young children and thriving families. When when it says, uh, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup, You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. All of that sounds really lovely. But does that sound as lovely if you're in a place where you think, oh, I don't own a home. I don't have a wife. I don't have generations that are being raised up. Then is this still true? Can I still say this? God, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. Or jumping ahead a little bit, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Oh, is this, is this true? You alone are my portion and cup. You're the one thing. Like, really, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And there's a beautiful wrestle in this to say, this is true, but is it true for me? This is true, but do I actually believe it? And I think there's a part where if you're in a place of wrestling with God right now, I want to tell you that that's a beautiful part of the walk of faith, honestly. I think part of the reason why we even have that story of Jacob wrestling through the night is to remind us like, no, it's actually okay that sometimes you just have a wrestling match with God. That sometimes it's like, I don't understand and I don't like it. And so I just want to actually share a few other stories about this. You know, my sister at one point was processing through an event in her life. And she said, I felt like I would come and I would just beat on the chest of Jesus, kind of like 
um, Mary, no, excuse me, Martha, when she comes to Jesus and beats on Jesus' chest and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And you think, oh, Jesus can handle it. (laughs) He can handle that anger. He can handle that frustration. He's not immune to it. He understands. I was reading somewhere else and it was talking about how we wrestle but that at some point, that wrestling with God changes to a wrestling uh, where God is wrestling with you against whatever the thing is. And I, I love that picture where it's like, oh, God, I'm just frustrated with you. I'm frustrated with my situation. Why are you doing this? And then in the midst of that wrestling with God, it's almost like, Uh, one party changes from being opposed and now they're both on the same team. So Lord, I am asking that for those of us who are in the midst of this frustrating time, for those of us who are in this place of wrestling, oh, for those of us who feel like my entire world has been dissolved down to become soup and I don't know if I'm ever going to be reconstituted. <laughs> Lord, I pray for the, the expectation, the hope that good things are yet to come. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen.